Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Alchemia, and they have a new album called Inception, which released on April 30th via Wormhole Death Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Victor to share some more information about this release and what the band has got going on. So, Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be with you. Beautiful, mister. Well, thank you so much. First and foremost, at the time of recording, because this episode will air in June-ish, but at the time of recording, it's May 6th. The album was just released on April 30th via Wormhole Death. So, congratulations. Thank you. We're really excited with this new partnership to reach more territories and to reach new fans also. Mm -hmm. Take us through that. How did it go? How did it happen? Well, what happens is I recorded the album. Well, it was a, a big project that takes three years for me since the beginning of the composition until the, until the masters with two Madsen in Netherlands. Mm, yeah. Two Madsen is the guys that, that mixes Rob Halford and also Baby Metal, Moonspell, Meshuga. Yeah. So it was really good for us because I need somebody that could handle orchestration plus really heavy metal with seven strings. So he was the right guy. And I was thinking in launch the album as an independent artist. And I was seeking at the same time for some opportunities to do the international marketing. So I read some labels in US, some labels in in Spain and also in Germany and some in Italy. And we, we reached Carla Bellotti of Wormhole Death Records and I, I sent my, my music to him and it was really a good marriage. He's a, a guy with a lot of, of good reputation in the industry and knows very well about heavy metal, black metal, death metal. So it was a good partnership for us to start Something new, thinking in Europe, thinking in, in America in general, and also in Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, and I guess maybe without giving away how many labels you reached out to, how many you know reached back, uh, but the basic question is, what was it about Carlo? I think you said Carlo, yeah? Yeah. What was it about Carlo at Wormhole Death that spoke to you? That it was a good that it was a good marriage. Was it the contract? Was it him? Was it both? I think both. What happens is, it's really hard to have a, a label, especially during a pandemic situation. And we are in Brazil, so we are the kings of the pandemic right now, <laughs> because we have the coronavirus plus Bolsonaro. So it's like having two viruses against against you. You know? Yeah. It's not easy, and. I thought with several labels and with several bands also to to exchange some information about what would be the best way to reach more, more countries because as an independent band, you can do your own marketing with social media, YouTube, that kind of stuff. And we had the funds to invest in our own production. So the album was, was ready when I reached the labels. And what happens is some labels say the album is really good but we need to wait a little bit to finish the pandemic situation to try to think in new artists. And some label says, okay, I can put your info on the, on the digital distribution to put in Spotify, these or that kind of stuff. But I say, okay, I can do it by myself. But I need somebody with local PRs 
and with good networking to reach the international media. And this is almost impossible for a new band. Mm-hmm. So I have 20 years in this industry, in, in music, and I had another bands in the past and a lot of good connections with, with musicians like musicians from Angra, from Sepultura, from some bands in, in Europe as well and in the US, but it wasn't easy to reach a lot of people doing by myself. So when Carlo reached me, he told me the, the quality of the album is really good and we have the skills to help you in promotion. So they offered me a partnership to do it together. Because I say, I don't need your funds to invest in production. I can invest in my own video clips, in my own stuff, but I need a lot of help in marketing. Yeah. And, you know, marketing is the key in the, in the music industry right now. Well, since forever. Mm. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and right now, it's really good to have their help because they have a good relationship with a lot of international press. So in the last week, I made several interviews for several countries and even Cuba. I never imagined there is a metal magazine in Cuba. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But we do interviews for uh, for Istanbul, from Spain, Portugal, um, Germany, UK. Right now with you, so mm-hmm. it's going it's going pretty well. And the album is really good. So I'm re- I'm, I'm proud of this job, and I think it's important to have a. a an international team working together with you. And something that I really like in Carlo is, it's not a big label, but it's a very focused label. So it's good to have somebody taking care of your music and believing in your, your dream together, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not the same being inside a, a gigantic label with 100 artists there. And they won't give you much attention unless you are a big band already. Yeah. I was just chatting. I was just chatting with some people about that recently. Um, you get onto a bigger label, congratulations! But if you're at the bottom of that big label, meaning yeah. meaning you don't you're not big, you don't sell a lot of records, you don't have a big pull, you're going to be ignored basically until you can prove, excuse me, prove that you can mm-hmm. be noticed, and uh, you might even get dropped. If you don't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the only way to be successful with your music is to play live. Mm-hmm. Yes. You need to play everywhere and, <laughs> and thousands of times. So during the pandemic, it's, it's impossible. So the only way is a lot of social media, a lot of networking, a lot of press. So I'm really happy to, to have the opportunity to talk with you and your audience. Because for us, this is really the key. It's gold for us. Yeah. That makes sense. You're making a lot of sense, Victor. You're making too much sense. Um, and something else you mentioned too, you know, despite, for example, having two Madsen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, master the record. And I'm, I'm sure he was, uh, made himself affordable because uh, he's got some big names under him. I know his work with Suicide Silence, for example. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool thing about his old studio, because he has a new studio now, but his old studio yeah, yeah, yeah. had mm-hmm. a swimming pool and he used to put drums in the swimming pool. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yes. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he made a, a great job with Toontrack. Yes. So then Toontrack picked it up. Yeah. And he moved to a new studio. So now if he ever wants to go back to the swimming pool, he pulls up the Toontrack <laughs> yeah. drums and he brings up the swimming pool. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> to Madsen, it's a genius. 
Yeah. It's a, um, a metal genius. For me, it was really important to invest in the, in the quality of, of the album. So I have two international guests in, in the album. I have John Phipps. He's a, a, a maestro in, in UK, and he's the responsible for the orchestrations with us. I create the orchestrations by myself in using MIDI tools, mm-hmm. using virtual instruments. But I reach John and, and ask him, help me to put more quality in these orchestrations and check with me if everything makes sense because it's a lot of stuff. The, the one song of the album, Save Us, we have 64 channels only of orchestrations. Yeah. So it's crazy. It is. <laughs> and, John, and John works with Moonspell in their former albums. Okay. The last album. So he's really, really good in orchestrations. He made some efforts with Angra also and with several good bands. Mm-hmm. And he's a, a, an expert in heavy metal and orchestrations for heavy metal. Okay. So it was it was really good to work with him. And two was the per, two medicine was the perfect solution for us. Mm-hmm. I agree, and it sounds good. Mm-hmm. And. Something else you mentioned there that I know a lot of bands get wrong is their ratio for how much money to spend on the record versus how much money to market it. And I recently had a conversation with a band where they had spent a gross amount on recording their album and Mm -hmm. felt that because they spent that much money on their album that it would just market itself. And they, it's just, you know, it's not going to market itself. You have to spend the money. It won't work. That's the reason a a label could help, you know? Yeah. Because... What happens is if this is a, a really challenge for every new band because you don't have money coming for the band, so you need to have a way to invest in yourself in your career. And in, in my case, I study a lot to try to reach the the best production as possible because what I found in, in uh, other bands in, that even I played by myself in the past, we reach some effort in the production and you reach a label and the label say, okay, the, the demo is good. So we will invest some funds to go to a, a big studio and start again. And I say, no, this won't be my time. I will show them the final record with the biggest quality mixing and mastering. So that's the reason I went to two medicine and he's not affordable, but it was the only way to do something that the big bands could do with the same quality. Yeah. So it was easier to, to show to the record labels and say, well, we have the product, we have the image, we have the strategy. The, I am speci- uh, I have a, a degree in marketing and strategy. So this is my background. And I work also in, in the press. I have magazines for professionals that works in, in TV and cinema in Latin America. And I work in, in, in the past in a magazine from UK called Sound on Sound. Mm-hmm. It's a, a produ- an audio production magazine, so I know yeah. the music business very well. And I launched the Brazilian edition years ago. So it was good to, to, to bring some network also with the guys of Track and that kind of stuff. And what I noticed is the only way to, to show our music with good quality is to have the same production quality that the big labels will afford yeah. and will invest. Yeah. So that's the reason we invest everything as possible in in, in Alchemy in this in the first album. Mm-hmm. Okay. We gotta talk about Alchemia. We could talk about Sound on Sound, but instead we're gonna talk about Alchemia. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, then we'll talk about Sound on Sound. 
because uh, it's a very cool magazine, especially for anybody who is uh, into audio engineering. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Now, Inception. You mentioned it took three years to work on. Mm-hmm. What is this album about? What is the Inception? I am fascinated by human behavior and the horror inside our mind, phobias, the mind prison, and how to how to solve this kind of of puzzle. So mental disorders. I try to reach this kind of stories inside inside Inception album. Okay. Then you must have been fascinated by what's happened over the last year and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I almost have the, the second album ready <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> it just writes you itself. Know, yeah. For the first album, I wrote 104 songs. Wow. Without any exaggeration, you know? <laughs> and I wrote every instrument. So I programmed the, the drums, I wrote the guitars, I wrote the, the bass, the orchestration, all the voices. And when everything was finished, I picked the 30 best songs and I reached some musicians to come to a biggest um, studio production house and to record again with, with high-end quality. Yeah. So for the second album, at this moment, I already have something like 42, magazines, uh, 42 songs composed already with lyrics, with all the stuff. <laughs> so the pandemic is really good for this, for inspiration. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, with regard to Inception itself, um, like, for example, Grind, this track Grind, what is that about? Did you like it? I did. Yeah? Yeah. Grind, it's a, a very personal, personal lyric for me. It's like a fight between my conscience and the unconscious, talking about how the unconscious let me do some bad decisions in the past, trying to blame myself for what I did with, with myself and letting me alone in my, in my own decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a, a powerful song. That was the decision to launch, his, launch it as a single, and it's our first video clip also. Yeah. Because I've got those links right now, and I'm looking up one of them, Grind. And I'm watching Grind. I'm watching the guy with the chain around him. Is that you in the hood? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Okay. And then is that you with the paint on your face looking really scary? Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of scary stuff going on here. And that, that guy, I'm going to have nightmares, Victor. Yeah, we are horror method, so that's the idea. That is that is definitely the idea, sir. Mm. Okay, and you got the the little guy on piano. I hope he's not offended by me saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the seven string. Is that an Ibanez? An Ibanez seven string? An Ibanez. Yeah, yeah. We love seven strings, and we love Ibanez. Okay, take me through the seven string. How does it play a role in how you write music? Is it tuned standard, or is it lower it's a lower standard in open a okay yeah i love that tuning is really powerful mm-hmm. so the corn tuning isn't it is a corn tuning and also the slip knot yeah mm-hmm. yeah is that, i love both bands so <laughs> is that what inspired you to go that route also yeah 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 
I, I love to, to play with open tunes. It's easier to do some heavy riffs. Mm-hmm. And seven strings is it's a, a new word. So I think it works amazing, especially mixing together with the orchestrations. Okay, take us through that. How so? I imagine so many instruments in the mid-range trying to compete mm-hmm. with each other, especially oh, yeah. the, like the horns. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 right. So it's complicated to put the horns together, and it's so much information. In some musics, we put even flutes. So we have the the, the metal instruments inside the orchestration. We we have the basses, the violin, the the violas, the cellos, everything together mixed. <laughs> and I put in some musics twelve different voices together. Right. So how do you go about the vocals? How do you go about producing an orchestration where it works together without clashing? That's the biggest question, and that's the reason I put a maestro working together with me. (laughs) (laughs) And I say, man, help me. (laughs) It's not easy, John. It's it's a crazy and fun adventure because Mm -hmm. it's it's a a lot of info together. And if you heard the song Inception, it makes sense together. Right. And that's the reason I, I reached to Madsen to do the mix because I say <laughs> there is not much guys in the world of metal that could handle the orchestrations with the low tunes. Very true. Very true. It's not as easy because we're putting a lot of different instruments in a lot of different ranges. So it's, it's like doing a recipe. It's like doing a cake with a lot of different ingredients and they need to make sense in the end. Yeah. It needs to taste like cake at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it must be a good cake. <laughs> yes. It must be a good cake. Uh, Jacob Hansen also comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Did you, yeah. get, did you consider Jacob Hansen? No, okay. but he could be a very good solution for this. Yeah. Yeah. He did. I don't know if he did flesh God apocalypse's last album, but he's done a couple of their albums where, He's mixing together all that orchestration and death metal, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. his work's amazing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think in two because I, I really like his work with Moonspell. Yeah, it was really special for me. So it's a a good example of orchestration in an album. And I thought about James Bogren because of, of Dimo Borgir also. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. And you did mention Sepultura, and he. Dead Sepultura's last album, Quadra. Amazing, amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, James is a genius as well. Now, I'm looking at this artwork, and of course, you mentioned it's horror metal, so I'm so I know I'm supposed to be spooked out, but I'm totally spooked here. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's going on in the artwork for this album? Inception. It's about horror metal and, and and the horror and the horror stories inside our our culture inside our behavior. And as you mentioned, the pandemic is, it's amazing because you can see everything mixed together in the, the pandemic. When we fought uh, with the whole world is fighting against the same enemy. And it's crazy to see the government using this as a, as a political issue. Mm-hmm. It, it's really crazy. Yeah. That's been my probably most confusing aspect of all of the situation is that it's uh, 
it's a medical situation. So at what point did we get political with it? Well, here they are trying to come as the savior. It's like one side trying to sell the vaccines, the other side saying you don't need the lockdown. Well, it's it's crazy and political bullshit. Yeah, that's a way to put it, Victor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is I, I am fascination fascinated since since my childhood with horror movies and the, the soundtracks of movies like The Exorcist. I don't know if if you like horror. I don't at all. No. But I respect a lot The Exorcist mm-hmm. and The Shining. Yeah, The Shining is beautiful. Yeah. Uh so I think it's because a lot of horror movies are just so badly done. But yeah, if there are any that are uh, done really well, then sure, I might I might give it a give it a shot or a chance or or whatever. And something uh, that I really like in horror movies is the soundtracks has fifty percent of the responsibility of the spooky time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. If you put out the soundtracks and the and the effects. The movies is it's okay, yeah. But if you change this to a tense situation, it works very well. And I wanted to put this inside the music, so the orchestrations and the piano, they are, are really spooky, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of influences of horror movie soundtracks, especially Exorcist or, or even Halloween, that kind of, of stuff. Yeah, and I mix everything together with the with the heavy metal part, and, and I think horror and heavy metal has a lot in common. Okay. I was thinking Halloween myself, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. You, yeah, I was I was thinking that. I don't know why it came to mind. It's been years since I've seen uh, Halloween, but uh, it came to mind. So good work there, Victor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> that's the idea. Cool. All right, so we chatted about signing to Wormhole Death. We chatted about working with Two Madsen. We chatted about... Um, even Sound on Sound Magazine a little bit. Yeah, chatted yeah. about the album as a whole. Uh, Inception, we chatted about the track Grind and the music video for it, which will be available on today's show notes. So, Victor, is there anything anything I missed that you needed or wanted to chat about? Well, the idea for the next year, as soon as we have the, the vaccines everywhere, is to think in a an international tour, and we need to play in Canada. I agree. I think you do. Yeah, so when we reach Canada, you will be our guest of honor, of course. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll take you to, have to you there. Yeah, I'll take you to a Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, that way you'll either feel welcome or you'll feel like, why did I come to Canada if I'm just going to continue <laughs> to eat Brazilian food? <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, but food is always good everywhere. So Yeah. Cool. Especially with beer. That's yeah. right. Are you more of a beer guy, or do you do you like what are those what are those drinks called? Caipirinhas. Caipirinhas is really good. Okay. Have you tried? Oh yeah. Yeah, Caipirinhas is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lo- I love every kind of alcohol. So okay. If it's alcohol, it's like gasoline for me. It's good. Yeah. What else is there? Feijoada. Feijoada is amazing, mm-hmm. but but the the Brazilian beef is is huge. Okay. Have you been here? No, I haven't. You need to come at least once in the carnival. 
Okay, I'll do that. It's a, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful party. Yeah. After all the vaccinations and the political unrest and everything, I'll... <laughs> yeah. Political will always be a mess. <laughs> you don't have this kind of mess because you're in Canada. That's a right. beautiful country. Oh, thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you. You have political stability and everything, everything works there. Or at least almost everything. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I think of what doesn't work, I'll, I'll get back to you. I'll have to find somebody who is upset with our current situation and find out from them what isn't working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today, Victor. Thank you, John. It was really a pleasure to meet you.